Everlasting Father, we thank you for this Bible study where we're going to be studying the book of Revelation, chapter 8. Father, we thank you for how you've been with us from the study on Daniel, even on to Matthew 24, and now we're studying the book of Revelations. We ask that you the same grace, O oh God, that you gave us to understand those scriptures, O oh God. We ask that you would give us the grace to understand the rest of the scriptures that talk about the end time in Jesus' name. As we study, we invite your presence here. We ask that you forgive every sin that makes you disgusted with us right now. Whatever sin we have committed, no matter no, what, in any way we are falling short of your glory, we ask that you have mercy on us today. Receive the glory ancient of days and speak to us through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen. Thank you everyone that has joined this live Bible study on Revelations 8. I'll do a quick recap of where we started from. Or as far back as I can go, I will do a brief recap. I will start from Revelation 6 that talks about the seven seals. So um, the first seal, we, by the grace of God, likened this to or interpreted this as the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ because it featured the white horse who and the rider on the white horse was given a crown and he had a bow in his hand he went forth conquering and to conquer and we liken this to the victory that Jesus gave us when he died on the cross the victory that Jesus gave Christians he conquered death and <coughs> sin by dying on the cross and going to hell to suffer for us and he holds the keys of death and so he gave us this victory that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father and that is the victory that Jesus has given us and so <coughs> I'm sorry excuse me we as Christians are going forth conquering through the name of Jesus and to conquer and what happened in the first seal 2000 plus years ago is still affecting us today the name of Jesus is still powerful to save us from sin and from Satan and from evil and so going on to the second seal Jesus prepared us for that that after he leaves he told us that when he ascended up to heaven before he did that he said in this world you will have trouble but i will leave you my peace and the second horse in revelation 6 was the red horse and the rider was giving power to take peace away from the earth but because we are christians and we have jesus we have peace even though there's trouble on the earth during the the time of the red horse there was persecution of the christians there was there was trouble there was the first world war the second world war you know all these things continued and you see even till now there are still wars and trouble on the earth the second seal was the black horse black horse signifies a rich strong beautiful shiny horse and that is prosperity and we saw the boom in this world prosperity um internet entrepreneurship um startups all this beautiful prosperity ability to start your own business and 
thrive even though you are a christian or whether you're an unbeliever this wisdom to make wealth was spoken out to us by a voice with a voice in the midst of the four beasts that stands in the throne uh, on the throne of god so four beasts stands before the throne of god and a voice between the four beasts says that um a measure of valley for a penny so it says prosperity upon the earth do not hurt the oil or the wine and so that is the interpretation of that third horse the fourth horse now is the antichrist the fourth horse the pale horse it just shows the state and the person riding on the pale horse according to the bible revelation 6 the person is death and then he hell follows behind him coming to the earth to destroy one-fourth of the earth uh, to to torment one-fourth of the earth with famine with with persecution beast killing killing men so these things is called all the things that happened during the time of the fourth seal is called the great tribulation and jesus has not yet come at that time in rapture you see we, we we've been we started from the first seal and we didn't see anything about jesus coming so the fourth seal features this death but the bible has told us that the gate of hell shall not prevail against the church of god so when the death is coming on the pale horse according to revelation 6 and hell is following right behind him even though he tries to prevail against the um, children of god he might overwhelm us but he will not conquer us because we will stand for god we will not take his mark and we know more about that in revelations 13 and revelations 14 and god will help us to understand this after the fourth seal something happened in heaven the fifth seal was opened and the souls of the people that have died for christ the martyrs the martyrs that have died for christ cried out and said oh god when will you avenge us of the people that killed us for your name's sake so these people died for christ and i believe that they did they died right from the death and resurrection of jesus christ all the people persecuted paul peter and the disciples even till this time many people are being persecuted for jesus christ in china in many countries that are where christianity is not allowed and even you and i wherever we are in our places of work we might be persecuted for christ um in little ways right like we when we cannot compromise at our jobs when we cannot we have to speak the truth even though it's gonna be disadvantaged to us disadvantageous to us um financially or in any way we have to stand for jesus right and those people that have already died for christ their souls were under the altar and they cried lord avenge us of the people that killed us and then jesus said be patient and white robes were given to them in the fifth seal and jesus told them something important signaling to us that in addition to the famine that death and hell was doing on earth during the fourth seal death and hell were also persecuting their brothers on earth so jesus told them in the fifth seal be patient death and hell are dealing with your brothers the christians on earth in the great tribulation right 
they, when, they are, when they refuse the mark, they will be persecuted, the mark of the beast. They will be persecuted and they will join you. They will join you. Wait for them to join you because without them, you cannot um, receive your reward. You have to be ju um, justified together. You have to be rewarded together. And that is what Jesus promised these people. And then we see in the sixth seal, Jesus comes for us in glory. You know? And in addition to the, the fact that Christ, the death and hell on the pillars is coming to persecute Christians, Matthew 24, 29 also explained to us that immediately after the persecution of those days, so you can open your Bibles to Matthew 24, 29, immediately, Matthew 24, verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, then the rapture will take place. And the rapture was described exactly the same way that Revelation 6, the sixth seal, described the coming of Jesus Christ. And so we understand that the tribulation, the great tribulation, which will shake the whole earth, including the Christians, will happen before Jesus comes in rapture to take, take, us, us, take us home to himself. So, please read your Bible for yourself to understand these things. Don't listen to any pre-explained um, interpretation. Read your Bible for yourself and make your own conclusion with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, going on to what we learned last week. We saw the end of the sixth seal where the people that were not raptured were in trouble they were like oh my god who will save us from the rot of the lamb making us understand that even though jesus is a lamb he has rot you get it so he's the lion as well so if you think oh jesus is so kind he's love he cannot throw everybody into hell remember during noah's time everybody was thrown was everybody was destroyed except eight people so jesus has wrath and the wrath comes after the grace period from now till after the tribulation and then a rapture took place in the sixth seal and in revelation 7 we saw something revelation 7 1 to 8 I believe that Revelations chapter 7 verse 1 to 8 should be its own chapter because it has nothing to do with Revelations chapter 7 verse 9 to 17. In fact, Revelation 7 9 to 17 is the continuation of Revelation 6, which is that the great multitudes, um, that's us in our in heaven, singing to God celebrating that whoop, we are redeemed from the earth amen so revelation 7 is is a promise to some set of people and this set of people are the remnant that jesus promised to save or redeem from the earth these are virgins and these are men 144,000 people that will be selected from the tribe of Israel from the 12 tribal Israel 12,000 people from each of the 12 tribes of Israel will be selected and 
they will be still be a seal of God will be placed on their foreheads. So they will have the seal of God on their foreheads. This one forty four thousand people. We will know more about them later. And Revelation chapter nine verse five. Verse 4, Revelations 9, 4 shows that this 144,000 people will still be on earth during the wrath of God. That's what I just discovered. We've not got into Revelations 9, but we saw that while the, the wrath of God was being poured on earth, these people were on earth. But... They were asked not to be hurt, so they were not hurt because they had a seal of God to differentiate them from the unbelievers, the sinners, the Christians that did not go with God in rapture. So all those ones will face the wrath of God except this 144,000 people they were on earth. is the Bible, exactly from the Bible. So now we'll be going to today's teaching because we've summarized Revelation 7 and I pray that God will help us. I want to encourage you to read your Bible. I want to encourage you to be wise. I want to encourage you to, to um, be a wise virgin. I know that um, I know that many people say that it's more important to be a good christian read your bible be free from sin walk in the spirit so that you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh do not um, entangle yourself with sin stay pure pray without ceasing all these things are good they will make you a virgin you remember the story of the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins keeping yourself holy and righteous for waiting for the coming of jesus christ and living for him will make you a virgin but what will make you a wise virgin is knowledge of the end times the bible says that the sons of Issachar they knew the times the bible in daniel says that they that are wise will instruct many during the end time so during the end time when christians don't know what is happening should we take this mark should we not take this mark is this the mark of the beast it doesn't look like 666 what should we do they that are wise we instruct many so it's one thing to be a virgin is another thing to be wise if you're wise you will understand the times you would know you would know what the mark is and how not to take it you know what form the devil is coming to deceive many and you would escape it so god asks us to be wise and part of the end time study is this part of the bible called matthew 24. <clears throat> in matthew 24 the bible says that pray that your flight be not in winter nor on the sabbath day and i want to ask you a question have you ever prayed that your flight in rapture should not be in winter on the sabbath day I mean, this is not a popular prayer point, but <clears throat> Christians don't pray about it because they don't even, they don't even know anything about what's going to happen at the end time. They just know that your pastor hints it during the preaching, but they don't know in their plea. You, you call a Christian now, they can't tell you this is what will happen during the end time. This is a series of events. And we have to know it. Even if Jesus will not come during my lifetime, 
I want to know this and pass this knowledge to my children. So in addition to what God has shown me, I want them to also know more. I want to pass it to everyone that hears my voice, the, the interpretation of what will happen at the end. And if it's going to happen in my lifetime, I want to be prepared for it. I want to know exactly the sequence of events so that I will not be deceived. Because the Bible says that Daniel, if we should read it, it says, they that are wise will instruct many. Meaning that during the end time, people will, Christians, the virgins will not know what's going on except the wise virgins. So let's check it out. Um, I believe it's uh, in Daniel chapter <clears throat> uh, please open your bibles to daniel and let's get together and search for it so so daniel chapter 31 Let's read down together. It says that, I'm using King James Version. It says, An arm shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength. So if you follow the Daniel series, I would like you to go back and listen to the episodes on Daniel. It says that, <clears throat> Arms shall stand on the part of the, this Antichrist, this death, this gate of hell, riding on the pale horse. And they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. So that is a very interesting revelation. Go listen to it. What is this abomination that make it desolate? <clears throat> it's going to be placed um, in the temple of God. And where is the temple of God? Not a physical church. It's our bodies. So it's going to give us the mark, right? It's going to place this abomination that make the person desolate. So even if you are a virgin, you're holy, and you mistakenly, unknowingly, take this abomination that causes desolate into your body. There's no way you can be able to have extra oil. The oil that you've had from the time you gave your life to Christ to the time you took the mark of the beast is what you would have. You will not have any more oil. But this is not a study for today. I just dived into it because it's, it's very heavy in my heart that the reason why the foolish virgins did not have any wine any longer is because there was no way for the Holy Spirit to live in them anymore because they already took the mark of the beast. They are now desolate. Their temple is now desolate. The truth is that Christians can mistakenly take the mark of the beast even if they're keeping themselves holy and they're reading their Bible, if they do not know the times, if they don't know what it means, they might think it's an ordinary injection or something, vaccine or whatever. If they don't know what it means, <clears throat> if they don't know what the mark of the beast is, they might take it into their bodies and render them, themselves desolate. So, and such has do wickedly. So, Daniel 11.32 is what I'm reading. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flattery. So everybody that hates Christians, the covenant, that's us, 
he will corrupt them by flatteries. But the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You see, they quote this verse, not knowing that he's talking about at the end time. If you know your God, you will not take the mark. You will be strong and you will do exploits. Now, 33 says, and they that are understand. So, version says, and they that are wise among the people shall instruct many. Yet they shall fall by the sword, by flames, by captivity, by spoils, many days. Many days. They shall be persecuted many days. That's why Jesus said, pray that your flight is not in winter. Pray, pray that the tribulation that comes before our flight, that period is not winter. Because it will be difficult. There's not going to be shelter. People will be running around. It's better it's in the warmer periods than it to be in the winter where it's cold and... Oh my God, I pray that God will give us wisdom. So that is a prayer point, it's a valid prayer point. Pray that your flight in rapture should not be in the winter. <laughs> Neither should it be on the Sabbath day. I do not know why yet, why it shouldn't be on the Sabbath day, but I pray that God will give me and you more wisdom about that part. So let us go to our study for today. <laughs> Amen. Revelations 8. <clears throat> this is the wrath of God which would happen after the rapture to those who were left behind except the 144,000 that has the seal of God on their foreheads. So the 144,000, I'm not sure their plan, the God's plan for them, but according to Revelations 9 2, 9, why do I keep saying 9 2? Revelations chapter 9, verse 4 they were on earth during the um, wrath of God, the 144,000, they had the seal of God on their heads. And so um, now we are going to open the seventh seal, which is the wrath of God. But last study, we saw that before the angel opened the seventh seal, they quickly marked the 144,000 with the, the seal of God. So that nothing in the seventh seal will affect them. And the seventh seal is terrible. My brothers and sisters, I will not be here in Jesus' name. My family will not be here. You will not be here. The seventh seal is terrible. So, seventh seal is the wrath of God that happens after we have been raptured. A tribulation is the fourth seal. The fifth seal, the people in heaven saying, Lord, vindicate us. The sixth seal, the rapture. The wrath of God is the seventh seal. Know this in your head like ABC and God will help us. So Revelation 8 says that, And when he opened the seal, the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Wow. That is a long silence. Wow. That's how terrible this seal is. Like... Open the seal and then we're like mm, quiet. <clears throat> Revelations 8, verse 2. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. <laughs> oh my god. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Amen. Verse 4. 
and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hands. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. When they sound, there's going to be destruction on the earth. But what happened first? What happened first was that all the prayers of that we've been praying to God, there were still some unanswered in the golden censer. Remember, the Bible says that. Ethertor, will you not ask me anything when you get to heaven? Ask all the ask, asking, all the asking, all the prayer points you want to ask now that your joy might be full. So if you have any need, ask now because the final prayer points with the saints have been crying to God was being released to God and answered before the wrath of God, right? So let me see how I put it here. It says that, so one angel has the golden censer the sensor, I had to check out how incense work. You put a coals with a little fire in it that is a coal that is red into the the sensor and then it starts incense starts coming out. So in addition to the coal, the prayers of God's children, the prayers of the saints were inside that golden sensor, and when it burnt, the smoke of, of the incense of the went up the smoke of the incense went up with the saints prayers all the remaining prayers that we have ever prayed to god while we were on earth the the prayers went up to god and then the <clears throat> the angel cast i believe a now emptied censer onto the earth right so this is because it is only on earth you pray for god's will to be done about your situation about your situation, about problems caused by the devil, about oppressions of the enemy, about healing from sickness, about provision for, of your needs. It's only on earth that you need prayers. So that censor was useless. When the saints were raptured to heaven, there's no, Jesus is not hearing the prayer of anybody else on earth anymore. It's so sad. After rapture, no more prayers will be heard. It's not going to hear the prayers of the Christians that were not raptured to heaven. There's no second chance. There's no second chance. The censor, you see, has been thrown away. <laughs> and it's sad. However, it says that in heaven, God's will is already done. So no need to pray or cry or beg or intercede or ask. So in John 16, 23, which I already quoted, it says that, in verse John 16 23 and verses 22 says I will see you again and your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man take it from you now listen open your Bibles to John 16 23 it says that and in that day you shall ask me nothing when I see you again again so this makes us understand that when Jesus comes in a cloud, he would be with us. When we are raptured, he will be with us in heaven. So he says that when I see you again and we will see his face again, we'll be so excited. Woo! By the grace of God. 
So I'm going back to verse 22, John 16, 22. I'm sorry, I'm going back and forth. It's just a story. I'm trying to tell it. It says that I will see you again. That's after rapture and we'll be in heaven with Jesus. And your heart will rejoice. Do you see how these verses are just complementing each other? Revelations 8 talks about the fact that immediately after we have been taken to heaven, we will no longer need to pray because the censer that contains the saints' prayers will be cast to the earth, will be destroyed. There's no need to pray. And Jesus said it also in John 16 verse 22. When I see you again, your heart will rejoice. No man will take that joy from you. 23, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Why? There's no need to ask. You're already in heaven. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. That's why you're on earth. You have to ask. And we have deal, we've, we've dealt with how to ask. You can only ask when you have your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God in you. If you ask without the Holy Spirit in you, you're going to be asking for, um, by the spirit of greed, by the spirit of flesh. And don't expect that prayer to be answered. If you're asking and you have flesh in you and you say Jesus doesn't work. Oh, Jesus' name doesn't work. I asked him for $1 million in my account and he didn't give me so your Jesus doesn't work. Bros, you need the Holy Spirit in you. It's the Holy Spirit that asks Jesus Jesus, God only does what the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus asks him to do. Do you understand that logic? You can command God. It's the Holy Spirit in you that will ask through you what he thinks you need. And God will answer that prayer. Will answer the Holy Spirit in you. Do you remember the parable? Holy Spirit, thank you. The parable of the friend that needed food for his friend. That came to stay with him so a friend came to stay with another friend and that other friend did not have food in his house and he had to go knocking on a third friend's door so the friend that came to visit is in the house while the host goes on, on the knock on the door of another friend and the other friend says I'm not going to give you this bread because I'm sleeping and my kids are in bed. I can't stand up and open the door and give it to you. And the friend keeps knocking and knocking and knocking. And finally, this other friend that was sleeping provides the bread to give to this friend at home. This visitor is you and I. We have come to this house to visit the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prays to God on our behalf right and thus god gives us even though he tarries long luke 18 god tarries long for his reasons he delays in answering our prayers for some reasons but the holy spirit in us continues to knock knock until god opens the door for us so you that you that, that needs the bread cannot go yourself and knock the door of God for what you need. You need this Holy Spirit, your friend, to help you knock that door. And then you get what you need. So don't, don't get it wrong. You need to read the Bible in whole and not just take one chapter and say, oh, because I asked something in the name of Jesus and it was not done before nine o'clock, Jesus doesn't work. Jesus does not even have time to kind of argue with you or 
he has a he's in a class on his own <laughs> if you like say jesus doesn't work jesus will not defend himself it's just that he just has that class but if he he can have mercy on you and open your eyes to read the bible and listen to this kind of bible studies that enlighten you about what who god is so when you know who god is you will know what he's saying in his word you will know how to ask it's through the holy spirit whatever the holy spirit permits you to ask that's what you will ask and that's the only thing god will answer pray god will help us in jesus name amen so we don't know crash course on how to ask god for stuff you can't do anything without the holy spirit in this world is our ticket to rapture is our ticket to receiving everything we ask so john 14 24 says that at that time the early church had not asked anything in jesus name so the golden censer was most likely empty <laughs> that's what i wrote here that the golden censer that has the prayers of the saints was kind of empty because nobody has asked anything in the name of jesus but after jesus instructed us to ask those the golden censer became full of the saints prayers and from time to time the angels of god would burn the incense to god and our prayers will be answered with a yes or a no or a wait or a wait right so wow there's a part in sound that says may my prayers rise like incense before you so even the psalmist knows that the prayers of the saints go into this center and then when it, whenever it's burned that's when our prayers are answered however revelations 8 verse 5 tells us that in that day there's no need need for prayers anymore because the saints have come up to heaven the censer will be cast to earth it's no longer needed in heaven and um, let's keep reading revelations chapter 8 verse 6 says that and the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound and that is the wrath of god we will not be here by the grace of god so after the censer was cast to earth and there was an earthquake on earth there was thunder lightning everything the censer was filled with fire and cast to earth the seven angels prepared to blow their trumpet right and let's see what happens when the first angel sounded their trumpet revelations chapter 8 verse 7 open your bibles it says that the first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth the earth i pity for everybody that that remained on the earth at that time i i'm really sorry for everybody that did not go up with the rapture because they will face the wrath of God. And the third part of the trees were burnt up, burnt up, and all the green grass was burnt up. So that's the first trumpet. Now the second trumpet sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. No water for the people on earth. So this is like gradual the rot started gradually first of all it burnt part it burnt up a third part of the trees that's food the trees the grasses were burnt up no food now a mountain falls inside the sea and a third part of the sea became blood no water for the people on earth this is just the beginning of the wrath of god on the people that were not raptured so uh 
it says here that hail fire mingled with blood were cast upon the earth in verse 7 and one-third of the trees on the earth one-third of all the trees on the earth were burnt up that's huge and then when the second trumpet was blown in verses 8 and 9 a third part of the sea became blood let's read verse 9 and the third part of the creatures the fish in the sea right and all the life see a third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died they died and the third part of the ships were destroyed so all the ships bringing grain to america bringing food transporting food all your cereal all your your processed food your fruits milk meat all the god help us all all the ships the third part of the ships were destroyed that's terrible destruction the wrath of god has begun and i'm sure i'm imagining in the news media cnn and msnbc or the um the news media that we carrying and eating and saying sudden destruction on the third part of the sea third of the ships were destroyed you know and they will come and read the bible and they were like oh had i known had i known that jesus is the true way i would have followed him had i known this truth and the ones that that knew this truth but they loved their life of sin would be like had i known i would have taken jesus seriously i would have left this life of sin i would have read the bible to understand the word of god i would have sought to know jesus better because this rot it's terrible this rot is terrible so now that's the beginning of trouble for the people that were left behind and um it says that verse 10 and the third angel now there's seven trumpets that will be sounded the third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water and the name of the star is called wormwood i'm reading revelations 8 verse 11 and the third part of the waters became wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter the waters became bitter imagine opening the tap the faucet and drinking from it and it's death in the water the water is bitter drink the water and die that's what's going to be happening in a third part of the earth after the rapture the wrath of god begins we need to take jesus seriously today not tomorrow but today revelations 8 verse 12 says that and the fourth angel sounded and uh, the third part of the sun was smitten and the third part of the moon and the third part of the stars as so as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise so what happens here what's happening here in addition to the bitter water that killed a lot of people a lot of men in addition to the the warm wood water the 
death of the sea creatures and fishes and meat, in addition to, be, to, to famine and hunger and thirst, the sun, the third part of the sun was smitten. Whoa, that's the end of the, that's the beginning of the end of the sun. I'm sure the sun will be like, I've done my work. I shone my light on this sinful generation. Since the day God said, let there be moon and the, let there be sun. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the sun has been doing its work. It never blinked an eye. It never slept. It never went dim until the wrath of God the sun is the sun's job is about to come to an end so the the third part of so it says that the third part of the sun was smitten so one third of the sun was smitten it just means that our daylight not our god forbid <laughs> i will not be here their daylight the daylight of the people that will remain after the rapture, their daylight will be will be cut in into so they will have only two sorts of daylight. For example, if they have daylight from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., daylight will reduce and become from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. And from 5 p.m., people start running. Like before 5 p.m., they will be at home because in that situation of the wrath of God from 5 p.m. everywhere is as dark as night because one third of the sun was smitten right will be smitten at the end time one third of the sun will be will be destroyed right and one third of the moon so there will be thick darkness from around 5 p.m. instead of there to be thick darkness maybe as from 9 p.m. it will be earlier so it's just going to be a terrible period for the people on earth during the wrath of God. Just a terrible period for them. Revelations 8 verse 13 says that, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of the other voices of the trumpets of the three angels which are yet to sound so four trumpets have been sounded or have been blown right four trumpets have sounded and one angel is like man there's still much more rot to come when the other three angels blow their trumpet the earth is going to be in real deep trouble so four trumpets have been blown in revelations 8 and we have come to the end of revelations 8. i was tempted to add revelations 9 to this bible study but god has allowed us to only study revelations 8 in this bible study so this is the end of revelations 8. four trumpets were blown signifying what will happen to the earth at the wrath of God. And I just want us to pray right now. Or before we pray, I just want to read what I put on my commentary. It says here that, so yeah, I talked about this. Um, people, there'll be no light and the earth is doomed, right? I was trying to say that it confirms that okay I was trying to say here that it confirms that the earth is round because 
for it says if the if a third of the sun is smitten by God, like has been smitten, so if a third of the sun is smitten, if the earth were, were just flat, it would just be a third of the earth that would not have the sunlight, right? But now it is actually a third of the day, right, for everybody on earth that would not have the sunlight, and a third of the night, and not just a third of uh, the earth, right? Because if the sun is just shining straight down to a flat earth, a third of the earth will not have sunlight if the earth was flat. But because the earth is round, it says that a third <coughs> of the day, no light. See, you don't even need to go study big books to understand what the world is. Just read your Bible and you will see the shape of the earth. You will see how the world revolves around the sun. You, you understand how it works by reading your Bible. I'm sure scientists read the Bible. That's the truth. I'm sure. But they will not agree with the truth. And they will not agree that Jesus Christ is the only way because they love their life of sin. Right? So I just want us to pray right now. Thanking God for the revelations from his word. I want, to say, I want you to say thank you, Jesus, for showing us your word. Thank you for teaching us your word today. I praise your name. I give you praise. I worship your majesty. For everyone that has joined, that has listened, I pray that you would let your presence remain with us. And we want to pray this prayer point today that we will not be around to witness your wrath, Lord. Please, Lord, have mercy on us. If there is anything you would do for us, if there's any prayer, Holy Spirit, you would knock on the door of God for us, is that, please, Lord, help us to go with you in rapture. And even before the rapture, death might come at any time, oh God. Whenever we leave this earth, oh God, help us to be in right standing with you so that we will be worthy to reign with you in heaven in the name of Jesus. Lord, whether we go out of this world by death or we go out of this world by rapture, God, help us to be in right standing with you. Help us to forsake our sins, oh God. Help, give us a new man so that we can have power to say no to sin, so that we can hate sin. 1 John chapter 3 says that anybody that sinned, anybody that commits sin, commits sin is not of God because the person is of the devil because the devil sinned from the beginning. Anybody that sins, anybody that makes a habit of sinning has not seen God. He doesn't know God. So Lord, help each and every one of us listening right now, each and every one of us praying right now. If any one of us, Jesus, is still a slave to sin, oh God, it means you have not done the work of righteousness in their life, oh God. It means that they have not obtained your mercy, oh God. I ask this day, oh God, that you have mercy. Have mercy on everyone hearing the sound of my voice, oh God. And if they have not been saved, oh God, I ask that you have mercy on them, O oh God, and nail this old man that loves sin in them. Nail this old man in them to the cross. And Lord, have mercy on them and do not stop there, Jesus. Because if you stop there, O oh God, this old man will come back. But Lord, fill this vacuum with your new man, O oh God. Give these ones the water of life, O oh God. As they come to you today, O oh God, your word says, 
come everyone that is thirsty come and drink of the water of life and you give this water to the woman at the well oh lord i ask that you will give this water of your new life you will give birth to this new water in the lives of the people listening oh god in the name of jesus christ it's your mercy, God. It's your work, oh God. Have mercy, Lord. And do this work of righteousness. And please do not stop there, Jesus. In addition to you giving birth to the water of life in them, oh God, let them be born of the Spirit as well. In addition to them being born of water, God, let them be born, let them be born of the Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit, oh God, live in this ones, oh Lord. Give birth to the Holy Spirit in their lives, oh God. That this Holy Spirit, oh God, will help them, will, will help them to continue to take up their cross daily and follow you will teach them how to read their word the word of god oh god and grow in you and grow in the knowledge of god in the name of jesus your holy spirit will keep them from sin will help them say no to the devil will help them overcome temptation we set them free from the yoke of bondage oh god thank you lord because you will release your new man your new life your water unto these ones you release your holy spirit unto these ones in the name of jesus i pray oh god for everyone listening here and everyone in my family oh god and every one of my friends oh god that you will have mercy oh god and release your spirit unto everyone listening oh god in the name of jesus christ i ask oh god that you would keep us safe lord do not let us be lost oh god hold us firm in your hands oh god that we will be found in heaven when you come in rapture in jesus name we will be found in heaven even if we leave this world in death before rapture oh god so that we can escape the rot oh god so that we can reign with you oh god so that we can enjoy you oh lord in the name of jesus christ whatever in our lives will prevent us from gaining the the kingdom of god oh god please remove it from our lives we ask oh god in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we pray amen i also also want to pray for the generation that will be around at the time of the tribulations which happens before you come in rapture the great tribulation lord let their flight not be in winter let their flight not be in winter or the sabbath day you've asked us to pray this prayer we are praying right now lord let our flight not be in the winter lord we ask in jesus name holy spirit please ask for us oh god holy spirit intercede for us oh god let our flight not be in winter let it not be on the sabbath day in the name of jesus christ and we know you will answer this prayer as i know you will send us help you will send the generation that will pass through that tribulations if we are going to still be around by that time you will send us help oh god and you will help us to pass through it safely we will reject the mark of the beast oh god even though they want to destroy us they want to cut our necks they want to burn us alive oh god we will be happy god to suffer for you and we will arise with you in rapture in jesus mighty name we are prayed amen hallelujah thank god for the grace to study his word till i come your way again next time to study Revelation chapter 9 or whatever God wants us to study. Stay blessed. Amen.